All right. Uh, I don't think anybody saw the last live video, so we are starting over now. Uh, as you can tell by the title of this video, this video is primarily uh, primarily an interview with my friend Austin. Uh, Austin is a uh, he's been a friend of mine now for a couple years. He did a video with me on Calvinism a couple weeks ago. And uh, now we're going to talk about something me and him have been debating for about uh, basically since I met him four years ago. And uh, that's old earth creationism versus young earth creationism. <clears throat> uh, Austin, comment when you're on. Um, but yeah, that's what we're going to do. Uh, let me Let me wait till Austin's on here. That way I can make sure. Uh, that I present his, uh, what old earth creationism is, so I can present that well and make sure he can hear it too, and make sure he's on board with that. All right, there he is. Bring them on camera. Hey, What's up? Hey. Hola. It's weird, man. I haven't really talked to you on the phone in a while. <laughs> yeah, I was I was watching that. I was like, I wonder if he's going to be... Because I was searching for something. I was like, is there anything that I can do from my end? To... Yeah, I tried it on my computer, and, and I thought it would be easier on my computer, but I didn't see anywhere on there you could add somebody, so I have to look into it later. But I'm on my phone now. Same. After seeing uh, the struggle, you're like, I probably should just do this on my phone <laughs> yeah i don't even know if it's possible i have to look it in look into it and see uh, yeah. but anyways i don't think i really have to introduce you because you were on here a couple weeks ago hey everybody we were talking about uh calvinism yep. this is austin pounds <laughs> going to asbury working on your what mdiv and what's your concentration uh, i actually got rid of my concentration because i wanted to take uh, more classes that i wanted to take Oh, man, I was looking at you like, man, why does he look so different? because you trimmed your beard. <laughs> I did trim it, trying to get trying to get the scruffiness off. Yeah. People mistaking you for a Calvinist or something. Ah, <laughs> I'm not over here. No. <laughs> very few Calvinists over in Asbury. <laughs> All right. Uh. Let's go ahead and jump into this. Uh, so, first thing, you know, I, I I guess you would be comfortable with the with the the term uh, with the term old earth creationist man slash theist, you know, because old earth, you know, I guess they're not an old earth creationist if you're an atheist, but. <laughs> But, you know, there's, I mean, that's what most atheists are, old earthers. I mean, that's the only way they can explain uh, how all this stuff came to be, is to be an old earther. Uh, I don't know. I don't, that's kind of interesting. I wonder if there is some atheist young earthers. <laughs> if, there <laughs> are, if there are, I've never heard of them. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, I know you've always kind of called yourself an old earth creationist. Uh, I started calling myself a young earth creationist just to make sure I, I, I was make sure I was very clear to distinguish myself from you. <laughs> uh, what you worried about, man? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, anyway, so that's what we're going to talk about. I'm just kind of going to kind of run through some questions and stuff and and uh, whatever you want to add on there or whatever uh, along the way. But I'm just going to kind of run through some stuff and then you tell me uh, if there's anything you want to add or you can give me some pushback or, you know, give some problems you have with young earth creationists on a topic uh, or whatever that we talk about or, or uh, just whatever you felt led to do. Um, so to begin, you know, so we probably should define what we mean by old earth, young earth creationists. So uh, I'll go ahead and start from my end. When we say young earth creationists, we kind of, we narrow the, the years down to uh, <clears throat> believing that uh, it all roots from, from Genesis 1 and 2 being, uh, or basically it roots in a six-day creation. Uh, Austin, Austin always, he has me nervous to use the word literal when I talk about Genesis 1 and 2. So well, I believe it's literal too, so. <laughs> uh, it's, but anyway, so it really does, younger creationism roots in the idea that the earth was created in six uh, six days, like like it says in Genesis 1 and 2, and, and that each day uh, of that very first week, God literally created those things on those days. They weren't created before or after. And uh, Genesis 2, uh, it, it's pretty w- widely accepted among young earthers that Genesis 2 is just uh, an expansion of, of, uh, of day 6 in Genesis 1. But it all roots back in that, and as young earth creationists, we date the earth six to 10,000 years old based on the genealogies that we find in scripture primarily. Uh, and then there, there is scientific evidence, but I'm not, I'm not well studied on the scientific evidence, but I, I know a little bit of it, but not a whole lot. Uh, <clears throat> but there is scientific evidence, but it really does. The dates themselves root in, in the genealogies that lead back to Adam and Eve. Uh, so that's young earth creationism. So young earth creationism, we're looking at a earth that is probably six to 10, Six to 10,000 years old is the closest narrowing we can get. So explain what old earth creationism is, uh, specifically your view. You can, you know, briefly talk about the other ones or whatever, but, uh, but, but make sure you call, make sure you say around like what kind of dates we're looking at. Yeah. So, oh man, it's been a while since I had to remember the numbers. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. So a old earth creationist would typically put the earth, uh, probably around 13.5 billion years and the uh, universe itself probably around 15 I think 15 I got to look back at the numbers it's been a while since I've done the numbers um, but yeah uh, that would be that would be it I uh, my particular view um, I thought I'd actually talk to you about this but I don't, I don't think I did uh, I've actually gone from a uh, older creationist to an evolutionary creationist no, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Where's so, the end button? Oh, hold on, let me find the end button real quick. <laughs> I'm sure I know where it's at in this case I need to cut you off in the middle of whatever you're saying. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it'll be that bad. Um, <laughs> no, I, so. Well, this could yeah, get a little I, more interesting, man. Yeah, I don't know where, how in-depth you want me to get right here. Um yeah, uh, North Christmas just believes that God uh, created the world uh, 13.5 billion years. The sci- we don't really disregard or look at the scientific evidence and think it's wrong. Um, we typically, you, yeah, you mentioned a little about Genesis. Yeah, we we don't really see the Genesis account. Well, there are different 
there are different views out there about what Genesis says. My particular view is uh, that Genesis doesn't really isn't really too much interested in the question of material creation or the scientific questions that we like to ask. It's it's just not that kind of book. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when when somebody says they're older creation, it doesn't mean the Earth. They're saying the Earth is not ten thousand years old; it's eleven thousand. You know, there's we're pretty yes. big difference. Yes. Talking about they, billions they, they and billions that, of years. They add that thousand. <laughs> uh, well, I want to. I do want to talk about. I guess your previous belief uh, briefly then, that because there's a, there's a couple of different uh, paths. You know, when you're younger creationists, there's really only one path. But uh, for older creationists, there are there are lots of different paths. And uh, I know Austin's old belief was more so not that, uh, from my understanding, it wasn't that humankind, and even, I, even evolutionary creationists probably believe this too, but it wasn't that humankind it, uh, our, ourselves are billions of years old or whatever. The first humans aren't billions of years old, but the, the earth itself and some of the things in the earth are billions of years old. Uh, is that still true for evolutionary creationists too? Yeah, they would say that the... Uh first population of human of like humans that we would look at and say this is the these have the authentic mark of humanity ah man what was the numbers i'm gonna say ten thousand. i could be wrong on that it could be a little bit older than that but i'm gonna say about ten thousand years yeah and i want to say because I, I know it's based, it's based off the hieroglyphics and i believe the hieroglyphics they think came out like 15 or something like that fifteen thousand years ago or something like that i can't remember the exact dates but <clears throat> it was a long old time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute since I've looked at it too. <laughs> uh, all right, so I, I want to talk about this because this, this, you know, you know the you can you know the Christian Christian culture that I'm in uh, a lot of times that you know I'm sure you you come across it before and all, but uh, you know the Christian culture that I'm in, a lot of people will still say you know if you. Uh, if you believe anything other than a younger creationist, we'll take, and I don't, I don't have a problem calling out Ken Ham, but we'll take Ken Ham, for example, you know, Ken Ham would say basically that uh, if you're not a younger creationist, then you don't believe the Bible. And if you don't believe the Bible, you can't be a Christian. Uh, and uh, a lot of the people I'm around are that extreme. Uh, but, you know, some, they'll still say stuff around along the lines, a little, give a little more leniency to where uh, they won't say, well, you can't be a Christian, but you can't say, that you take the Bible literally, uh, you know, and I think a lot of people have never even heard, a lot of younger creationists have never even heard uh, that it is a possibility to be a Christian yet still believe in a, uh, still believe in an old earth, you know, especially evolutionary creationism, which I'm kind of, you know, I wish you weren't an evolutionary person, but, <laughs> you know, it is kind of, it does make it a little more exciting because if there's really something that's going to step on some toes and some traditions it's going to be uh, evolutionary creationist because it's because evolution is, is so tied in with atheism i mean it's it's at the core of atheism <laughs> uh so so what i really want you to respond to mainly though is is how would you respond to somebody that says or somebody who uh you know starts kind of saying stuff like you can't be a christian or or you can't trust the bible or or you don't you don't believe the Bible or maybe you know start calling you you know you're liberal in your sola scriptura stuff like that. How would you respond to that kind of stuff? Um, yeah. So the first one to the question about uh, uh, you know how can you be a Christian? I, well, my first answer to that would be uh, Christianity is not tied to one, one's beliefs about 
origins or the age of the earth, or at least it shouldn't be. Um, Christianity is tied to uh, Christ. It's tied to what Jesus did on the cross. And um, if one follows him and accepts him as Lord and Savior, that, you know, that kind of deal, um, which I firmly believe, and as do those who claim they're Christian and older creationists or evolutionary creationists, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, they, they also would say that. So that'd be the first one. I would say, you know, if you, if you say I'm not a Christian because I don't believe in, uh, in a young earth, I would just look at you and say, I feel like you're adding something to, uh, salvation. That's just clearly not there in scripture. Um, to the second thing to scripture itself, I, I would say that, um, we have to, whenever we're talking about a, a subject like that, I, I would, I would just look, I would ask them actually, um, why they think I don't believe in scripture. And of course, then the, the conversation ensues about, you know, uh, what they think scripture teaches. And I'm like, okay, well, I can definitely see how you get that. Um, but with that being said, I, I, I'm very concerned with scripture. As a matter of fact, uh, me and you've had this conversation before. I've, it was actually uh, looking at scripture. Um, I didn't become an older, I used to be a young earth creationist. I didn't become a uh, older creationist from the science. It was looking at scripture and, and seeing what I presumed to be uh, incompatibilities between scripture and younger creationism. But that being said, though, I know, I know there are counters to what I would say. But I, I do take scripture very seriously, and I would say that I, I might have different hermeneutics, and I might have different her interpretation. But uh, certainly I do take a scripture as an authority in my life and as inspired by God and Aaron and infallible. So. Yeah, and... and... It's, it's kind of difficult to talk about this subject, you know, and, and I mean, it's a little easier if we focus just on our views and stuff, but it's very difficult because there's tons of ways that people can go uh, with this. And uh, most of the ways I've heard are not denying scripture, you know, uh, you know, they, they deny, you know, maybe that the scripture is, you know, they deny scientific concordism or something like that. Uh, or, you know, this, you know, some, some of them do say completely that, you know, Genesis, what, what, half of Genesis isn't really true, you know? It's, you know, it's just literature to help build up Israel and stuff like that. I've heard that from a couple of scholars. and uh, You know, so so what about, because this is, this is what's going to come up next, especially with creationism, is, well, what about Genesis 1 and 2, you know? And if, if you know, we could, you know, go back and forth of what it means to take Genesis 1 and 2 literally, but uh, that's probably something we need to talk about is what does it mean to take it literally? I don't know if you still say, well, I take it literally too or not like you used to, but, <laughs> uh, you, you know, what does it mean to take it literally? Because, you know, to most younger creationists, when, when you say something like, oh, the, the Bible doesn't explicitly teach that the earth was created in six days, they're going to say, well, have you read Genesis 1, you know? Uh, so how would you respond to that? Uh, taking, taking Genesis 1 and 1, 2, 3, whatever, literally. Yeah. Uh, so first thing I would, I would, I would ask would be, what do you mean by literal and, uh, you know, literal to who? <laughs> um, I, I don't think many people think about, so you, you and I both know this because Dr. Ray teaches us great things, <laughs> um, in his humble opinion. Uh, <laughs> um, but in hermeneutics, you, you do have, um, there is a cultural divide between us and, and an ancient audience. Um, 
and there is a quote-unquote a cultural river in between that that one has to cross in order to and, and that river looks like a bunch of different things it looks there's language barriers there's uh, cultural ideals that we don't typically share with them. Uh, just to give an example, and, and this is another thing too, we, um, I'm going to briefly explain this. So there's this thing called a hermeneutical circle. And in this hermeneutical circle, there's three different, uh, three different areas. So the first area would be the literary world, which is the actual text that we have in the scripture, right? So it would be the book of Genesis, the, the chapters in Genesis 1, Genesis 2, Genesis 3, the context of those chapters, everything like that. It's in, it's in the literary world of that, of that book. Um, but then the other world would be the historical cultural context, and that would be uh, what did this audience think whenever they heard this? What would their beliefs have been? What would their ideas have been? What, would, what, what problems were they going through? What were they trying to answer? And then... The third world in the hermeneutical circle is ours. When we come to a text, we're not blank slates. Uh, we think about, just to give an example, we're, we're all, for better or for worse, uh, we are in a postmodern world, and uh, a world after the Enlightenment. And we typically do think about things from a mindset of, uh, you know, scientific, historic precision, and um, we, we, I don't really think we think about that when we read, like when we read uh, Genesis 1, and of course I know um, people would push back on this, but when we read Genesis 1, we automatically assume this is talking about the material creation of the universe, it's talking about how God did it, when he did it, um, because that's the story we're interested in. But I would push back on that, and I would say that might not be the same story they're interested in as an ancient audience. They, for starters, they didn't have an idea about what evolution was, what the Big Bang was. They don't have a context for our controversy, the, the young Earth, old Earth controversy. Uh, they're not thinking about any of that. They're, they're trying to wrestle with problems that were going on in their culture. And when we, if we want to be faithful to the text, we have to honor that text in their culture and try to, try to contextualize it for our own culture. So I would say when you're, when you're talking about literal, I would say, well, I want to try to get back to what would be literal for them. How would they have understood this text literally versus, you know, how do we understand this text literally? Yeah, so it's more of a, you know, more focusing on, you know, the genre and, and focusing on the historical context mm -hmm. and things like that. That's why if you, if you read older creationists, they, a lot of times they'll turn to the ancient Near Eastern text to see how this, the singularities and things line up. And uh, just an FYI, and uh, you could respond to this if you want to, but uh, for me, you know, I see that stuff, and I don't, I don't deny it. What I say is basically that uh, Genesis had, uh, had uh, multiple purposes to, like, like Genesis, the, cre the, the creation account, that there was one God, uh, there always has been one God, one God created everything, and how they were responding to the ancient Near Eastern pagan and uh, 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 polytheistic religions. You know that, that that was a part of what why he was writing that, but it's not the only part about why he was writing that. Yeah, I um, I can definitely agree that the scripture can transcend the culture it was written to, or the culture that it was written in. Um, I kind of like to think I, I do like to say this though um, to, to quote John Walton here: <laughs> the uh, the Bible though it was written. Uh, for us, it was not written to us. We, 
there's a lot of work that goes into uh, interpretation, exegesis, and I certainly agree with what you're saying that that there are certain passages, for for example, I can think of the Messianic texts um, that are speaking to, I believe, a later time, and particularly the time of Christ. Um, it's a question about how far do we take that. I think, I think that might be that that might be a question to pursue when we're doing this. Um, however, I do, I do, I am happy though, because like, um, some, not necessarily Ken Ham, I'm thinking of some others. There's some narrations that would even disagree with, with what you just said, which is that the, the Israelites were, uh, you know, battling against these other ideas that were out there, such as, uh, just to give an example, like the sun and the moon and stars for like Egyptian culture would have been like gods. And they're saying no, they're not gods. They're 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 created things that God has is over, and that He's created for humanity. Um, yeah, they would they would actually disagree with that, and I and I've never understood that. I'm like, it's so obvious in the context. I don't know why I don't know yeah. why you'd even push back on that. <laughs> I think it's because it, it, you know it's because it's almost like you're, you know, I don't know. It it's, it does kind of give me a weird feeling to even say it or think it because it's almost like they're. They're, they're writing, you know, that it's because it, it kind of messes up the traditional understanding of what the scripture says and teaches, you know, or, or what we think the scripture said and taught for all these years is that it, basically we've kind of got this feeling that Genesis 1 and 2 was really just written to explain not only to Israel, but to the whole world through divine revelation, how the earth was created. And to say that there was, you know, theological reasons specifically just for that time you know, about why, why it was written and why those stories were written down and things like that. You know, that, that, that does make me a little uncomfortable to say it. Not that I won't, because I, I mean, I don't think it's true, but I mean, I think it is true that, that, they, that it serves multiple purposes, you know, especially in an oral culture. I mean, why would an oral culture write anything down, you know? <clears throat> so I think it definitely served uh, multiple purposes and stuff like that. But uh, do you have anything else you want to add there? I don't think I do. Yeah, I don't think I do. <laughs> All right. So uh, I need to back up here. Um, especially since you're saying you're evolutionary creationist. Now, you even got me all out of whack, man. You should have texted me this before we started. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, thought, I actually thought we had this conversation earlier, which is, which is why I, uh, I didn't you say anything. You had mentioned that you were you were thinking about it or close to it or something like that. You never made the final. Can I can I clarify it for a moment because I got a feeling people are going to think that I'm. That's what that's what I was trying to do is kind of back up and and okay and because uh, you know when you hear when you hear evolution maybe that's what you're thinking too when yeah, I hear evolution there's all kinds of baggage that comes with that <laughs> yeah I mean it's yeah. almost I mean to a lot of people I talk to it's impossible for them to ever understand evolution in any way that's that's uh, supernatural. It's only a natural means. So how would, how, how is, how can evolution be supernatural and, and, uh, God ordained and God be a part of it and all that stuff. Right. So, um, I would start off by saying this, I, this is for me, uh, I, I used to say, I, I think me and you've had this conversation before, although it's been, it's been a while since we've had these conversations. Um, the part that used to always give me about evolution is the reason why I never got there was because I, I always had a struggle trying to understand how God um, 
or why God would just use the process of evolution to do what he's doing, which is why I always stuck with older creationism because that seemed to me, you know, when God needed to, he would just implant new information and then boom, it happened, right? Um, however, uh, I've been doing a lot of reading on like the science and I've been, I've actually found out that uh, neo-Darwinism, which is what most people think when they think of evolution, like this random unguided process that's kind of, it's, it's built around natural selection, acting upon random mutations, and, and that's essentially what it is. Um, survival of the fittest, that kind of deal, pushing the, 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 the thing forward. Um, that's actually not the only theory of evolution, though, that's actually being talked about right now. As a matter of fact, there's, there's other theories that are being talked about. And the one that I'm ascribing to is called process structuralism. And process structuralism is essentially uh, the idea that because of the fine-tuning of the universe and because of certain structures in both the body plans and the genetic coding, uh, there's only a certain, to, to put in, in as close language as I can, like there's only a certain path that evolution can go. In other words, um, even Stephen Jay Gould, who, who is definitely not a Christian, he's, he, he pretty much is an atheist, um, he even said, he even changed his mind on this and became a process structuralist. And he said if you, uh, he used to believe if you rewound the clock back and you let it go again, you wouldn't get humans. But now, because of what we're discovering about the genetic coding and everything, if you rewound the clock back again, you would get humans. Because evolution only has a strict path that it can go on. It cannot stray from that path. So in other words, I'm basically saying God put certain restraints, certain restrictions in, in the genetic coding and in other things as well, the environment being one of them, to push us towards a certain telos, a certain goal that he wants us to, that he has for us. So that would be the kind of evolution I'm ascribing to right now. Not this random... Right. weird thing yeah yeah so i mean it's theistic evolution is the term yeah. I, I don't know some people some people don't like the term but uh i don't know, I, I don't quite get why they don't like it but you know theistic evolution is 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 the term i use all the time when i'm describing it you know and it basically in, in the long run you know it's it's saying that you know sure there's a process that god used but god is the one that used it you know mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so that's important I fully ascribe to God being the creator of all things, and he is the only one in create who has created all things, and he is the only one who guides the process. He's the only coder. Yeah, there's there's nothing outside of his control that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've told people, too, is, is uh, you know, by the way, if you're watching this and you're starting right now, you need to watch this whole thing through, uh, especially if you know me personally. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, one of the things I've always said is, you know, sure, you know, I don't, I think, I mean, I think there's all sorts of problems with evolution and all that, but I said, even if I was ever convinced that evolution was true, I mean, evolution, I mean, it's impossible to me, it's impossible for me to believe that evolution and all that stuff, if it is true, happened by complete chance, you know, I think it'd make more sense and it would make perfect sense, you know, too, if, that if, if evolution was true, that God is the one that was behind it because it's so spectacular that it'd be almost impossible for it to just happen by chance. I would, shouldn't even say almost impossible. I think it is impossible for it to happen by chance. Uh, and so and that's important. So I always tell people that, you know, 
I want to I want to talk about two more things, and hopefully we can do it in four minutes or less. Uh, so so the next thing is going to come try. up. <laughs> the next thing that's going to come up is uh, you know so. It, I wish we could spend more time on it, but you know, there's there's tons of different interpretations and ways that old old earthers go to to uh, explain, basically explain how Genesis one two. Who you can still be a, a sola scriptura person and believe Genesis one two and three, uh, but it still can hist- with historical context and genre. If you study those things and add those into account, that you can still believe the Bible, believe in Genesis one two three or whatever. Um, and all that. So I wish we could spend more time going through some of that stuff. But uh, just to move on, though, you know, the next thing that's going to come up is what about the rest of Scripture? Because, uh, you know, there's a couple of verses where they reference uh, creation and they talk about it like it's a real event. And specifically, though, uh, one of the biggest ones that is, I mean, is a big part of the gospel is the fall of Adam and Eve. Uh, and I know some people believe that Adam and Eve weren't real. Uh, and so I guess now I'd like to, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it, period. Uh, if you still believe that Adam and Eve were real persons and also, uh, and you know, if so, you know, explain how, how they can be real, but, uh, you know, Genesis one, when it says six days, you know, that can't be real. Uh, if not, you know, I mean, if, if, if they are real, uh, yeah, yeah, I just said that if they're not real, you know, explain how, you know, there was still a fall of, of, uh, of mankind with Adam and Eve not actually falling, not those two. Uh, I mean, it's, it's so it's so hard to get around some of the stuff. You know, there wasn't two singular individuals. You know, that's kind of the other view that that fell in, into sin and, and brought sin onto the whole world. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on that? Specifically, the Adam and Eve. Thing. I mean, we could go. We could talk about the other passages and stuff another time, but I figure Adam and Eve's a big one. Yeah, so uh, I believe that Adam and Eve were real people. <laughs> who lived in a real, who lived in a real garden in a real past. Uh, who are the representatives of all humanity? So, fully affirm all of that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, the question: Was there more asked of them than were they real? Yeah, so how could how could Adam and Eve be real people in Genesis three? But then it it seems like, you know, it seems like you would interpret you know Genesis one and say, well, you know, what it says there as far as there being you know six days of creation and all this stuff, but that stuff's not, you know, it's almost like you're not supposed to take it as literally as you take Genesis three. So what's the you know what's why would why would you be able to do that and say that you know Genesis one those six oh. days aren't. Oh, yeah, okay, they're not okay, six okay. literal days, but in Genesis 3, Genesis 2 and 3, that Adam and Eve, those are real people, and those stories are actually real and actually happen the exact way that they're described. Yeah, for the record, I, I do take day in Genesis 1 to be just a normal day. Um, so, man, how do I explain this in under four minutes as you, as you, come, as you kindly want me to? Uh, <laughs> We don't broke that. It's been four minutes already. So. Oh, okay. Okay. That's good. Um, Once we break it, we can go on for as long as we want. Okay. That, that's the standard. All right. Got it. Yeah. So um, Genesis 1, I believe – so I'll, I'll, just, I'll just show my cards on this one. Um, Genesis 1, I, I believe, is a, 
uh, text actually talking about um, God's uh, God essentially creating His temple is essentially what what I believe it to be. Um, and the reason for that is because of day seven, which is the climax of the creation week. Because, um, you know, you got day seven and you got, uh, it says like God rested on the seventh day. And I'm sure it's always like been puzzling. Like it used to puzzle me. I was always like, why does God need to rest? You know, does he get tired? Like what, <laughs> what's going on there? And um, turns out if you look at the at uh, other ancient Near Eastern uh creation accounts, they have gods also rest. And the reason why the gods are resting is because they're taking residence in their temples that they built. And the reason why they're in their temples is because now they are sustaining what they have just created. So I think there's good evidence from A, looking at the ancient Eastern culture, but B, there's other Psalms that talk about God taking residence, rest in his temple, his, his temple in the cosmos. Um, I think it's. I think it is something that you could back up in Scripture. So I, that's essentially what I think Genesis one is, and I think Genesis two, uh, because if, if uh, oh man, there's so much we can get into this. Oh, Genesis two, I, I do believe, uh, is talking about a real garden. I think it is in talking about real people, Adam and Eve. Um, although I don't know if that would be their names, because Adam is just man, and Eve is mother of living. Like that, that's what they mean. So they're very, first off, they're very archetypal and what, even what they mean, like man, mother of all. Uh, but I believe they were real people and certainly the first representatives of mankind. And I also believe that they were uh, created, chosen, whatever language you want to say, um, to be God's priests. Because the Garden of Eden really has a, a temple motif going in it. Like, uh, for example, the precious uh, stones in the garden actually reflect stones that were used in the temple building in the, uh, oh man, I forget the book. I will comment later the book. But <laughs> the, like, there, there's actually things in the garden itself. Like for example, uh, Adam is told to uh, work and keep the garden. Um, in Hebrew, these are actually terms that are used by the to, for the priests to guard the tabernacle. Um, yeah, there, there's just all kinds of stuff like in Genesis two to suggest like, hey, these people are supposed to be priests, priestly representatives in this 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 temple. That's what they're supposed to be. So I do believe in Adam and Eve, and that they were real people. They served as real priests, real uh, representatives for the rest of humans. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I think you did good describing the, you know, the temple understanding of Genesis and all that stuff. But it's so deep; it, there's no way we could do it this quick. There's no way we could. Do it. <laughs> uh, but it, it is interesting, though, that even you, being an older creationist, you know, and believing, you know, that you know we shouldn't necessarily you know take those the days you know the same way that uh, a younger creationist does. You know, but we still both think that scripture mandates, uh, you know, mandates that Adam and Eve were real. Uh, and I think I think that roots in, in Genesis two and three and in in the New Testament in the fall. When, when Paul talks about the fall of mankind and Jesus talks about Adam and all this stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's very hard. It's very hard to get around that. Um, 
people like uh, Dennis Lamaru and Peter Enns, um, who will say that Paul is working from a ancient scientific understanding and uh, that we can still get the theological truth and what he's saying without needing an actual Adam. I find that hard because um, Paul, he's not just saying that we're, we're corrupt and we're fallen and we're sinful, which, uh, you know, that's, that is obvious. Uh, but he's making the point that sin itself for humanity is, is entered in with Adam's, Adam and Eve's fall. Like he, he connects the two. He's basically saying like they, the reason why sin injured the world of humans, the world of mankind is because of these individuals who rejected and rebelled against God. So I personally find it hard to get past that. I, I get what they're saying. You, you, you know, you don't need Adam and Eve to realize that either humanity is broken and that we're sinful, but Paul's whole argument stands that the reason we're sinful in the first place is because these two people royally screwed up. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, but this is, this is the last thing I want to talk about. And, and uh, you know, it's kind of, it's tough to just keep moving on past these things. Cause there's so much more we can talk about. And, uh, and then we, of course, I mean, we would disagree in the end. So we could go back and forth about the things we disagree about. Uh but I do want to say this for whoever's watching, you know, uh, my, my understanding is that, uh, is that we are to take Genesis one through three, uh, as literal in that God did create the world in six days. And, uh, on the sixth day when he created, uh, mankind, you know, in that we have Genesis two, uh, a lot of the events of Genesis two, at least. Uh, <clears throat> and so, and so I, I ended up dating the world six to 10,000 years or whatever. Uh, but, at the same time, so so I have that agreement. I th- I think and I I personally think that it's it's a lot better, uh, scripture wise, to stick with young earth creationism, uh, and, and possibly even scientifically, uh, because there are some uh, there are some there are some strong 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 time scientific evidence. I actually just posted this in that, that answers to answers in Genesis group, <laughs> so that might that might get us tomorrow. You posted when everybody wakes up. Yeah, but we're live. We should be live in that group right now. We're live in the group. Holy smokes! Yeah. I did not know that. I shared um, it to the group. Huh. So, Interesting. I did uh, not know that. Uh, my name is uh, my name is Peter Black. If you have any, <laughs> <laughs> look me up if you have any issues with me. Nah, for real though, like the page. Uh, but anyway, let me get back to mo- the last point I wanted to make. So why why while that is what I believe, I I uh, I always always feel encouraged uh, to know. As a young earth creationist, and I always want to reassure people of this too, especially young people. I'm a youth pastor, so especially with young people, to tell them, say, listen, you know, I think, you know, I, I do have all these reasons or whatever to believe in young earth creationism, but, you know, if you decide one day that you think, wow, I mean, there, there's all this evidence and it, it seems, there seems to be, it seems to be everything's leaning towards that the earth is an old earth. It's not 10,000 years old or whatever. Uh, if, if you believe that, you don't have to give up your faith. Uh, you know, and, and that's not the, that's not for salvation. And so when, when, uh, so if you ever have those thoughts, cause that's what happens to a lot of people, they'll say, well, I remember me and me and a buddy were going to evangelize at one time and oh, you were there too, Austin. And, uh, he walked to the guy's house and he says, no, I'm not a Christian because basically because I believe the earth is old. You know, he just completely lost his Christian faith because he believes the earth is old. 
you know, and that's not that's not a necessity. There's plenty, plenty of strong Christian men like Austin and many others uh, <clears throat> who who are strong Christian men and women who do believe the earth is an old earth. You know, it's because they still believe the gospel. They believe Jesus really existed. He died on the cross for our sins. He was resurrected uh, and all that stuff, you know, and, and so they believe that. And so it's not a it's not a salvation issue. And that's one of my favorite things about meeting all these people that are strong Christians and don't believe in young earth creationism. So that way I can tell young earth creationists or, or young people or whoever I'm talking to that, you know, hey, if, you, if you're convinced that the earth is old, you don't have to give up your faith. You know, there are other option, options. And, and I, matter of fact, I mean, you know me well. I mean, I pretty much can articulate a lot of the other options anyways, you know, to help them find, you know, whatever path they think they're, they're leaning towards or whatever, you know. Uh, it'd be kind of weird to do, but you know, but yeah. yeah so, so comment on that real quick and uh, we'll close this thing out. Yeah. Um, I've said this before. If I had, uh, if I was discipling someone and, uh, they were very hardcore set on, uh, young earth creationism and they, they said that they feel like this is the, that, you know, the evidence pointed that to that way in science or scripture, you know, I would, I would much rather them go that route than feel like they have to be uh, shoehorned into either it's either this or uh, I have to yeah. jettison the Bible and my faith. And I, I would much because I don't. I like to think of faith as a like your belief and your faith as a web. Um, I feel and and you know the more center you go, the more central the issue is. Like, for example, I'm, I'm very sure me and you both would agree that if Jesus, for example, didn't resurrect, the whole web is coming apart. <laughs> right? The whole web is just... <sighs> but I, I tend to put this issue toward the outer part of the web. It, it's one of those things to where, you know, uh, I if somebody could... You know, if me and you got into a very deep Bible study and you showed me there was only... There was no possible way that Scripture could be arguing what I'm talking about... I would be like, all right, I will gladly go to, I will gladly be more open to younger creationism. <laughs> you know, it, it's just one of those things. I, and I feel like what happens a lot of times is that, um, and, I, and I'm seeing people on the other side do this too. I'm not just going to say this is the younger creationist thing because I've seen people on the other side do this, uh, where they'll put this issue more toward the center and it just shouldn't be at the center. It, it really should be like toward the edge because I enjoy having these conversations with you, man. I enjoy having these conversations with, you know, a bunch of people because it's, it's an interesting subject, you know, interesting subject. And I really hate that we, we can't, we, we've lost the art of dialoguing about stuff like this because we keep getting priorities mixed up. This isn't a gospel issue. Yeah, and what's, what's crazy is, you know, we sat in school all these years and, you know, and uh, in the scholarly realm, you know, there's, this isn't really an issue for the most part. I mean, you got a few, I mean, the scholars that will say that if you're not on younger creationists, you can't be a Christian are very few, you know, very, very few, you know, compared, you know, comparatively to how many there are and all that stuff, you know, but when you get into more of the average, the average Joe, you know, whatever you want to call them, those are the people that are saying, no, there's no way you could be a Christian and believe in old earth, you know? Or that you know, so, I mean, even older, it's just flip it around. They'll say, "Well, there's no way you can be younger and still believe in in anything scientific." You know, 
So. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, for those who are, uh, who are listening to this, like if you do hold to the position of the young earth, I do, I am definitely not, um, what's the word I'm going to use here? I think that, uh, well, actually, let me swap that around. I, I think that Jonathan here is an exempt, a great example of, of how to be a young earth creationist and how to be a respectful young earth creationist. We'll just go with that. I have a lot of appreciation for you, buddy, on that front. Yeah, yeah you know, same to you too. <clears throat> you know, you don't give you don't give people a hard time when they say, "Well, I just believe what the Bible says." You know, you know how many people I've heard tell you that? <laughs> I just try to stick with what the Bible says about Genesis, about creation. So. <laughs> oh man! And Austin always says, "Me too." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that, that has, that has been one of my biggest passions, you know, especially with ministry. Like I told you the other day, you know, listen, I told him, I said, there, there are, there are Christians who believe in young earth, Christians believe in old earth. And, and honestly, I know that, you know, maybe people even in my own church, if they were to hear that, they'd probably throw a fit, you know, they throw an absolute fit. You know, even if I said, I don't believe it and I'm not going to teach it, you know, I'm not going to go around teaching old earth, you know, <laughs> but I mean, just the fact that I said that, you know, they probably throw a fit, you know, so. It's just crazy to to kind of to to confront that stuff and and with normal life, you know. And like I said, in the scholarly realm, we never really dealt with it, you know, in class and all. It's like, okay, you know, if you're older creationist, you know, it's just your thoughts, you know. And then you get out into the ministry, and people are saying, well, if you're older creationist, you don't you're not a Christian. So, uh, but that's about the third time I've said that. So that means we're going around in circles now. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you got anything else to add before we get off? Um, no, I can't really think of anything other than, uh, other than I'm very sure people are going to be commenting on this probably with a lot of questions for me. <laughs> Maybe. Well, that's a good thing right now. Well, I, honestly, because my page is kind of small right now, of course, but yeah, I got maybe 150 people, you, you know, what you know you 15 of them, you know, correspond with me or whatever so you know what you should do to get more hype for this for this video you What's should that? change you should change the title to jonathan roast an evolutionist live that's what you should do <laughs> yeah right like what happened at that debate we had me and austin actually had a a uh i shouldn't even say a debate basically we went up there and austin presented for five minutes i presented for 25 <laughs> <laughs> To a room, to a room full of younger creationists, might I add. <laughs> that was fun. That, that was fun. I won, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but was, this was the other thing I did want to add. I forgot about this. Is is if y'all have noticed, what we talked about during this is not what some scientist Charles Darwin said about about creation. What we talked about was specifically what does the scripture say, and I know that's where a lot of younger creationists are going to want to start. Um, you know, is what, what does the scripture say? Because, you know, a lot of people do, and I, and I find it very respectable that people will say, if scripture doesn't say it, I don't believe it kind of mentality. Uh, <clears throat> so I think, yeah. I, and I think that's important to have too. Uh, but I think it's important, like you pointed out in this video, that, you know, you can still believe in the Bible and be an older creationist. Yeah. Uh, I will even go to this because I, uh, 
oftentimes whenever I get stereotyped, what I what normally happens with me is uh, you're you're just putting science back. You're you're just trying to read scripture from science. And oftentimes, what I say back to that is is simply this: um, my I, I I'm at school for uh, trying to get my MDiv. I'm trying. I'm at you know a seminary trying to know as much as I can about the Bible, know as much as I can about, uh, you know, try to develop myself well, theologically, biblically, um, you know, relying on the Holy Spirit also in, in that process, because sometimes, man, that's, it's heavy stuff knowing that you're, that you're going to go teach this, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to go teach God's Word. And I think that's one of the things that just hits, hits me. I'm like, you don't know me when you, when you say like when people say that like you don't know me you don't know my intentions you don't know my heart on things i love god's word and yeah. i you know if it if i were, became convinced that it was younger uh you know a young earth book all right i would just have to commit to that because i do believe that scripture is god's word it's authoritative it's inspired and i got no problem with that i don't make any yeah. problems about that that's <clears throat> why so I've always find it interesting, you know, when people just start saying people aren't Christians or, you know, they said this, they said that kind of thing. I, Andy Stanley is one, I think, one of the greatest examples of somebody who gets called a heretic that's not a heretic. Uh, you know, people will say now, that. And now, like, now they're going to well, be new comments on this video, not because of what I yeah, said, right. because of what you just said. Yeah, my one little comment at the end. <laughs> but I'll, it's funny because I always tell people, well, did you watch the video where he interviewed with, you know, with Jeff Durbin or when he interviewed with Michael Brown or did you – did you listen to him explain himself? Did you do you know the guy? You know, especially when it's somebody you know. It's like, well, you know, he was saying crazy stuff. I, I mean, I got friends that's happened to, you know, they'll, they'll go say something crazy or they'll do something that people don't like, and then they're and they're you know they're wondering about their salvation. All kinds of crazy stuff starts happening. And I'm like, have you talked to the person? I mean, you know, do you know the person's heart for evangelism? You know how much he loves the Lord and stuff like that. And, and typically the answer is no, and they just you know they they connect one thing and to another and. You know, they hear the word evolution, they immediately thank atheists, you know, so uh, it's definitely a constant thing out there. All right. I, I, I do have one question before we get off, though, since you mentioned uh -huh. that. Because traditionally what I think is, like, people, they, they find somebody they really like and they get behind them. All right, so my question to you is this. Is Ken Ham the John MacArthur of Young Earth Creationism? You know, I, I think the rule is you're actually not supposed to call people out by names in these videos. <laughs> you know, I'm maybe, sorry, I couldn't help myself. Maybe one of these days I'll be a James White or something, but <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We we have gotten sidetracked now. James White. I mean, he he puts these guys' names in his, in the titles of his video. You know. So, uh, anyways, that that's uh, how no, you really not, get the views. That's how you yeah. really get the views. I, I tell you this though, I like I like the writings on answers to answers in Genesis uh, more so than than the way he carries himself, especially with this whole you can't be a Christian and believe in old earth thing. But ICR, you know, the Institute for Creation Research seems like they're a lot stronger uh, than than answers in Genesis, but they also don't have a big fancy museum, so <laughs> or an ark. Or Dude, that. I've been to the ark. Yeah, the ark's ark. actually pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, uh, so we got to end this video. Listen, if you're watching this. Uh, this is this is from my Facebook page, page uh, Grace Pond Ministries. If you have a question specifically for me uh, or for Austin, you can you can email Grace Pond Ministries at gmail.com. 
if you comment on here, I, more than likely I'm not going to respond to it. So I'm just going to be honest. Uh, but if you email me and I get some questions, I will deal with it then, especially, you know, I know this is in the answers to answers in Genesis thing. So uh, if you have specific questions uh, to, to me, just email gracebondministries at gmail.com and I'll, I'll answer them uh, personally actually, or something like that when I can. I would like to say I actually did not know he was doing that. <laughs> See, okay, that, that, that's the surprise. You, you've you learned today I'm an evolutionary creationist. <laughs> yeah, right. And you learned today that you got posted in a group with probably a couple thousand people. So. <laughs> nice. Halfway that's, through, too, not even at the beginning. <laughs> that, that's good to know. That's good to know. All right, cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I basically put myself like, behind enemy lines, put my video on there. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like if you put it in there, the comments are probably not going to be really for me. They're probably going to be for you. How <laughs> could you say that? <laughs> Hopefully it's, yeah, wow, you were really respectful to somebody you disagree with. That's what I'm going for. I, I think that'll probably show up. I think that'll yeah. probably show up. But like I said, if you have a question or, you know, please go like the like the Facebook page. Uh, this is not, we don't just talk about creationism. You know, I talk, we talk about all kinds of stuff. I've talked about all kinds of stuff, write different articles, whatever, or blogs, just say articles, write different blogs and stuff and, and uh, do different videos by myself sometimes. I uh, got some some really interesting ideas coming up uh, with some people. Hopefully, they uh, we all follow through on that. And we can get that done. I uh, also have a Facebook uh, YouTube channel, but uh, just gonna be honest with you right now, all it is is my Facebook videos. So you'd be better off just going to like the Facebook page, uh, Grace Bond Ministries. Email uh, any questions, comments, concerns, whatever to Grace Bond Ministries at gmail dot com. I'll get to them as soon as I can. Uh, and uh, I think that's about it. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. I hope you I hope you come out of this and you know I, I really hope you don't come out of this thinking, wow, I can't believe Jonathan's an old earth creationist. Uh I'm not an old earth creationist, I'm a young earth creationist. And uh you know, I and uh, I hope you also come out of this, you know, with the belief that, you know, there are strong Christian people who are not young earth creationists and uh, and believe in the Bible. So Hey Jonathan, are you are you an old earth creationist? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, uh, I was just making sure. I yeah, I'm not an older creationist. Just make sure that's pretty clear. Uh, My luck, man. Sometimes you can, because you know what's going to happen. These videos are so long. You got to be really dedicated to sit here and watch the whole thing all the way through. So <laughs> they're watching the very we, beginning and shut it off. How long have we been going? I feel like we haven't been going that long, have we? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's been at least 40 minutes. Dang, it does not feel like we've been on here for 40 minutes. Okay. I know. And we covered a lot of stuff, too. Covered a lot of grounds. Um, but anyways, so that's that. And uh, Austin is also, he's also, did you ever post that uh, discussion with John Walton or no? Has that ever been posted? No, I still have it on my computer because honestly, it's been a pain in the literal butt to try. And I do mean literally here. It's, it is to try to get that thing to work and to send out a link. So, but as soon as I get that done though, yeah, I would love to share that. I would actually love to share that on Facebook. Um, yeah. If you, if you're on here and, uh, if you would like a, you know, if you're just say, you just want to explore like what some people who really hold to the authority of scripture, but at the same time they believe in evolution, like how they understand scripture. Uh, the Lost World of Genesis One by John Walton is an excellent book to to start on. So it's a very easy read, very short book. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't read that, but I have read the uh, you know we read the four views on on creationism 
Uh, that book was that book was really good, you know, as an overview and also a discussion. You see the multiple old Earth views, and you see uh, a little bit of the young Earth guy, but you know he's mostly focused on uh, he's mostly focused on hermeneutics and his stuff. But uh, it, it, either way, it was interesting. It was an eye opener uh, to see that. And then you know when you start finding out that a lot of the theologians that you really like are actually old Earth creationists, and they just haven't told you yet. You know that'll open your eyes too. So. Uh, but nah. anyways, we got to get off of here. Yeah, yeah, we should. <laughs> uh, but I hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, please like the page. The YouTube channel is the same thing. Pretty soon we're just going to be posting, I'm going to be posting some stuff just to YouTube. Like, uh, for instance, I know we have a big discussion uh, coming up with two of our friends. Probably, hopefully next month, we're going to talk about something. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. Uh, but we'll do that on a Zoom meeting. But I'll only post that to YouTube. So uh, you'll have to like the YouTube page to see that. By the way, if we, page. if we do the discussion on uh, cessationism, uh, I can can I offer to substitute me out for Craig Keener? <laughs> oh, Craig. I can't call him Craig. <laughs> Especially since I never met him. No, you cannot do that. Dang it. He would be, okay. he'd, be, he'd be fine against all three of us. Oh, man. That'd be fun. Call, That'd be fun uh, to watch. Oh, I can't. We can't just start yelling out names, man. Say <laughs> <laughs> we just, you could put this person on there or whatever. Uh, all right, let's get off here. All right, man. Well, have a good night. Thank you for the discussion. Uh, I appreciate our friendship and and uh, uh, everything I've uh, learned from you and and uh, all this stuff that we talked about over the last couple of years. We know each other. Uh, it's definitely been real helpful to me and. And uh, been really big in how I how I do ministry and theology and and all sorts of stuff and just how I communicate has has changed a lot just because of you, man. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Appreciate what you've done. Uh, yeah, now it's your turn to say something nice about me before we get off. All right, all right. I, I was wondering when I had my clock going. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, you've been an awesome guy. You've been a, a great great friend, a great sparring partner, honestly, and uh, discussing things and sharpening, you know, iron sharpens iron. So I've definitely enjoyed our conversations through the years. And uh, I, I'm actually very excited about the ministry you're doing here, to be honest. I'm excited that, uh, you know, that you are saying, hey, let's have dialogues, because I feel like the church really needs something like that going on right now. So thank you for that. Thank you for the ministry yeah. you're doing. And also, too, with all this stuff, you know, I'm, I'm starting. I mean, everybody's got to start out small. You know, I don't have a lot of viewers. I don't have a lot of followers, all this stuff. So uh, so please share this as much as you want, as much as you can, and uh, encourage people to like the page. And so this will maybe hopefully this will get bigger, and we can have, you know, you know different stuff happen. It would be really cool uh, to see what it develops into. Yeah. But, all right. Let's call it quits there, man. All right. And have a good night. All right. Good night. And God Merry Christmas, and- everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. See ya. See ya.